Welcome, my friend. You are exactly where you need to be right now. It is not an accident that our paths have crossed. I'm confident that you're here because you are wanting more out of life. Are you ready to live your life with purpose and intention? Are you wondering how on earth to pull it all together? How exactly do you turn your ordinary days into extraordinary days? Girl, let me show you how to stop facing the day ahead and start faithing it. Join me, Sarah Elizabeth, each episode as I encourage and motivate you to place unwavering faith in the direction Christ will lead you and surrender yourself to His vision for your life. He's custom designed a life for you beyond your wildest dreams, and I want to help you discover all that He has planned for you to experience. Together, let's put God into the driver's seat of your life. Let's go. It's time to faith your day. Happy Tuesday, everyone. I hope that your week is going fantastic so far. So today I have an episode for you. We're doing episode number 20 today. I have no clue how we've already gotten to episode 20. This is 20 weeks now of doing this every Tuesday with you. I'm just so grateful for the opportunity to meet you here each week. And I'm really pumped to share today's episode because today I'm calling myself out. Ever catch yourself in the midst of a rant complaining about how something ought to be, how someone needs to change, how a situation could be resolved if only you had the power to make some changes according to your say-so? Yeah, me too. I'm totally guilty of that. In fact, I caught myself smack dab in the middle of a rant so big the other day that it compelled me to write this episode today. I've titled today's episode, Throwing Stones. And if you've ever wished you could have a soapbox and a megaphone to impact others with your endless wisdom, well, this episode is for you. So full disclosure, I'm actually embarrassed about not just one, but two separate rants on the same topic that I had last week with family members who had to bear the brunt of my verbal crap fest. Now, I won't bore you with all the details, but I was being so stereotypically human. And I'm totally calling myself out on this because I recognize I need to step up to the way I handle my frustration. Or rather, I guess I should say, I need to step off my soapbox in this case and take a different approach to the way I handled things. So now when I say stereotypically human, here's what I mean. We naturally want to fix things. We see problems in our world and we say, hey, that's not right. Here's what needs to happen. We hear of situations and we say, hey, that's not fair. This is what needs to change. We encounter issues that don't improve our lives and we are compelled to vocalize our discontent because it's what we do. We like to spread our opinions like wildfire, whether it be in the form of a verbal rant, a social media post, a political bumper sticker, rah-rah hashtags, or preaching your water cooler gospel at the office. We hurl insults, whisper criticisms under our breath, and assault others alongside those who align with us and behind the safety of our digital screens. I was being a classic human flawed, uninformed, and totally ready 
to preach my truth. Because if you can't change something, heck, you can always complain about it, right? For some reason, though, this time, even days later, this icky feeling was lingering over me. And I woke up this morning feeling like I needed to find a better solution to complaining. There's got to be something better than spewing ignorance, my opinions and my dislike of what is going on in our world. I don't know about you, but I don't want to go another day wasting any of my time in a negative state of mind, zeroing in on other people or other situations that in reality, I am powerless to change. And I'm naturally a very positive person. So when I get sucked into the vortex of negativity, it really impacts me mentally and it lingers for a long time. Neither you nor I are going to be able to single-handedly change the housing crisis, drug crisis, mental health crisis, the pandemic, or any other crisis happening in our world today. It feels sometimes like the only thing we can do is complain. However, today, while praying for a way to do things better next time, remember I mentioned that rant I had, I, I want to do better. So I was praying about it. How can I do better? And this word popped into my mind and I couldn't deny it was God speaking to my heart to let me know how I and how you have far more power than we know. And I know this is what he put on my heart to share with you today. And I bet now you're wondering what the word was. The word was compassion. And the more I analyze it, it really is a better option to complaining. Aren't we in a bit of a compassion crisis right now? Isn't it easier to throw stones at each other and what irritates us rather than praying to ask God to fill our hearts with compassion? Isn't it easier to turn our backs and preach our beliefs rather than looking the issue straight in the eye, seeing it with a compassionate heart, and seeing that you on your own might be powerless to make changes towards the issue, but that your heart belongs to the one who can make those big changes? Your heart belongs to Jesus, and when you approach the issues in your life that get you all fired up with compassion rather than complaining— then you can activate that goodness that he has and be far more powerful than any lawmaker, judge, or politician. You have the power, my girl, but it's how you direct that power that matters. So today you have a choice to trade complaining for compassion. Today you have a choice to ask Jesus to solve the crises of our world, rather than letting the burden fall upon your shoulders. Today, you have the power to make a difference in your life and in the life of others. It's time to put down the stones of insult and trade them for compassion instead. So let's face it, there are so many factors in our life that we deal with that we can't change on our own. You can host all the rallies, Post all the hashtags, decorate all the signs, and no matter how loud your voice is, there is always going to be someone with an equally loud voice shouting the opposite thing. It's discouraging, right? But here you are thinking you know what is best, but inevitably there is someone else on the complete opposite side of you waging their own battle. What is a girl to do? Here we are 
just trying to make the world a better place when really maybe we need to first focus on making our heart a better place. Isn't it easy to fall into the trap of feeling like you know best and that if only you could make some changes in our society that all would be better? My friend, that is not your job and it's a tough pill to swallow. Recognizing that you're not better, more worthy, or entitled than anyone else is some humble pie that not many of us want to scarf down. Romans chapter 3 verses 23 to 24 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. So true, right? Aren't we all sinners who have fallen short of the glory of God? Who are we to judge others? Aren't we called to love thy neighbor? No matter who our neighbor is, what their beliefs are, and what they do or don't do? Isn't that just so hard to do, though? How can you possibly tolerate, let alone love someone who is completely opposite from you? With a compassionate heart, that's how. Immediately, the expression of putting yourself into someone else's shoes comes to mind when I think about a compassionate heart. But I don't really feel like in this sense, that fits well with the level of compassion I'm referring to. So let me explain. There are so many situations happening in our world right now that we simply cannot effectively put ourselves into the shoes of the people experiencing it firsthand. I can't pretend I can realistically imagine what it would be like to be someone drug addicted and living on the streets. I have zero schema for that. I can't pretend to imagine that I'm a different race and facing issues that someone of a different color would. I would be totally ignorant if I pretended to do that. I can't imagine what my boss and colleagues face each day at work because I don't do the same role that they do. It really seems inappropriate to judge anything or anyone beyond the experience that I have actually lived. But it's hard for us to recognize that. Of course, you can attach feelings of empathy, sympathy, and imagining how you would feel in those situations, but unless you're actually living them, you can't possibly fully understand. You will never understand anyone else the way you understand yourself, and let's be honest, that alone is a difficult task many days. So when you feel challenged in a situation, pray. Pray that God uses what one person might use for harm for good. Pray that God speaks to someone's heart in a way that can change them to be more like God intended them to be. Pray that the situation that seems hopeless can be resolved in a way that God wants for it to be. The next time you catch yourself complaining about something outside of your control, I want you to pray about it. That's what a compassionate heart would do. And really, I I want you to stop what you're doing in the moment. Stop speaking out loud or stop typing a comment or stop voicing your opinion. And I want you to start speaking with your heart. Compassion can fill that void that complaining will leave. 
here's where we get some answers on what to do when we are tempted to throw those stones. So those stones are things like I had mentioned before, insults. It could be comments. It could be gestures. It could be anything that voices or expresses your negativity towards something. So does anybody remember the story of Jesus when he's at the temple by Mount Olives? I'm going to read a little bit of that today from John chapter 8 verses 1 to 11 and the translation I'm using is the message. So this is one of my absolute favorite Bible teachings and this was when the religion scholars and Pharisees had led in a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. Mm -hmm. Could we not all have some opinions and throw some complaints and insults at that girl? But when they ask Jesus what he says about this, as the law at the time was to stone a woman in this situation, and they wanted to trap him saying something incriminating so that they could bring charges against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger in the dirt. They kept at him, badgering at him. He straightened up and said, oh, and I love this part. This is from verses six to eight. He says, the sinless one among you go first, throw the stone. Bending down again, he wrote some more in the dirt. I'm sure completely speechless were the religion scholars and Pharisees because they walked away and left the woman untouched. Let he without sin cast the first stone. I can't help but think that this is the absolute most simplified definition of compassion. If you are without sin, go ahead. Tell those people how they need to live. If you are 100% pure, then go ahead and make that insulting Facebook post. If you are absolutely perfect, then condemn those people for how they are raising their family. If you've never made a mistake, yep, you can totally call that person the rude name you've got in mind. If you're the best of the best, then go ahead and roll your eyes and make that inappropriate gesture. The rocks are yours to throw. But girl, if you're not without sin, not perfect and not flawed, then maybe it's time to tuck those rocks away. Maybe it's time to ask Jesus to go to work on your behalf. Maybe it's time to pray for his strength in situations that are outside of your control. Maybe the world doesn't need another opinion, complaint, or negative comment. Maybe the world just needs a little more compassion in our hearts. I am feeling like we need to pray about this one. Do you want to join me? Hi there, Heavenly Father. We come to you today just so grateful for the gift you've given us of a day of life where we get to start to try to wrap our head around the way that we are following the teachings of your Son, Christ, and that we are trying to just better ourselves day in and day out. And Lord, we recognize that we are totally flawed. We are not without sin. But because of the sacrifice that Jesus has made for us, Lord, we can redeem ourselves day in and day out to try to do better. And you know, I recognize myself that I am full of flaws and every day, Lord, I need your help and I need your teachings. I need your word to help show me a better way. 
And Lord, I know that everyone listening today is likely feeling that pull on their heart as well, because they also know that they need to do better in some ways too. That it's so easy to rant about things, to complain about things, to dump our opinions on other people. And whether that be in person with our voices or whether that be on social media, typing crazy things with our thumbs and just posting all the things that come to mind, like we're hurling stones at others or at situations that we, quite honestly, Lord, we don't know those situations well enough to be able to judge. Lord, we ask that today you provide for us with what we need to live today fully, to live today well, to live today with positivity in our hearts, with compassion in our hearts. We ask for protection from the stones that are thrown at us, but also to protect others from the insults and complaints that we might be tempted to throw. Lord, we just ask today that you show us something better. Show us in our hearts what's better. Teach us the lessons that Jesus taught us, that we can do better when we know better. I ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that wraps up today's episode. How are you going to bring your energy, your positivity, your radiance to our world today? You've got all the power today, my dear. You can do this. It's a day of life. It's a gift. It's such an honor to live. And it's such an honor to be here again with you today. I wish you all of God's blessings from my heart to yours. Bye for now. 